In the words of Public Enemy, Chuck D, bring the noise. Fifth Round Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this is what's good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances, or, or maybe not the circumstances, because apparently lockdown is easing so much that people are queuing outside Sports Direct. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we 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 are we are back in action. We are back in action. So, on such a level that people are queuing outside of Sports Direct. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but um, that ain't me. It can't be me. Can't be me, Chief. Ain't gonna be me. You, you, do, you do know, right, that you know, the fact that everything's opening up again is a, 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 a symptom of, you know, not to get political, but capitalism right something political but you know just like from a socio something socio-economic standpoint you know it's the fact that you know sports coming back businesses opening up again government's not giving a shit anymore it's all to do with money like if money wasn't a issue then we wouldn't be like doing all this and we wouldn't have people queuing outside of sports direct that is a very uk specific thing i don't know if sports direct exists anywhere else but just know that sports direct is not a a store not worth going to let alone queuing for that's just me but enough about that let's jump into this uh, particular episode so my interview this episode is with my boy uh, mine sorry's um so, I basically met this dude, um, you know, just obviously remotely, um, uh, when we both joined uh, a little web- website called uh, Def Pen. Um, shout out to them, and uh, we basically wrote about the NBA for a good uh, few years together. Um, just uh, you know, and just um, growing off the back of that as well. Uh, I don't know if he left or I left before. Uh, before I don't know who left first, but. Um, uh, we're both we're both out there now, uh, and we're obviously both doing other things. But he's gone on to um, create Basketball Society, which he explains in uh, amazing detail in the interview. Uh, if you haven't seen any of you know, any of their work, uh, please go do so. Some he, he, him and his squad do amazing work, uh, just from a you know just from basketball coaching, uh, great visuals, uh, consistently just getting stuff done. Uh, they recently uh, finished up their uh, Soul Talk series, and uh, that was about like you know meditation, mental health, and uh, uh, achieving Zen, so to speak, and and uh, thing all the all the subjects around and topics around those uh, those subjects. Um, and yeah, he's just a, he's just a basketball nut, like uh, well, more than me, <laughs> more than more than me for sure, uh, and. And also just a you know just a film dude as well really into films he he uh, he gets he gets into that a little bit uh, but it, overall he's just a a real good dude 
and uh, I, I just I just thought it'd be great to uh, get to know get to know his story more, um, and put it on wax, and uh, just catch up with my boy, man. I haven't, I haven't talked to him in a minute. It's been a while, so uh, I, I was I was I was highly uh, excited for this one uh, just off the, just off the back of that. But um, yeah, so without further ado, for Matthew, before we begin, email, Twitter, IG, and uh, Facebook as well, Discord link as well. Everything is in the full show notes in that link. Go click that. Go click that little full show notes link. Go go do that. Go go do that while you're listening. Just, just give it a clickety click, and uh, and uh, follow all the stuff, uh, all the and all the people involved in this particular episode. But with that said, here's my interview, Mr. Mike Sorries. Hope you enjoy. Mr. Mike Suarez, how you doing, my guy? How, what's good, man? It's what's been good? a minute. What's it's good? Been it, it has been. It's been too long, too many minutes. <laughs> it's been a whole minute, man. Oh my days! I was just, I was just like, you know what? Let me just talk to my boy right quick. I, I ain't seen him. In a, I, ain't, I ain't heard from him in a minute. I know he's doing <laughs> his things. You know what I mean? I've been watching. You know, it's all good. And I'm just like, let me, let me, let me just kick it. With, let me just kick it with the boy for, 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 for a while. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, damn, how how how's how's life <laughs> at the moment? How, how's everything going? Life is interesting right now. Life is interesting. Um, for me, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's, I think it's interesting for everyone, and um, for for me, things are. Um, I'm at a point in my life. I'm 30 years old, and and all the things that come with being that age are are kind of starting up. Um, but I'm in a place where I've just recently kind of really uh, fell into and embraced my purpose. So um, that's made things even more interesting to be in that kind of space. So. Um, Life is life is very interesting right now, um, and challenging and strange and awesome, um, and all of that. So yeah, life, uh, life, life is life right now. I don't know. That's that's uh, great. How's life for you? I'm. I was great to hear from you. Like I'm great. I'm. I'm glad. I'm grateful to even be talking to you. Just to hear from you was was awesome in itself. But um, yeah. I'm glad to be able to check in with you as well. Yeah, man, I'm comfy, you know. So, um, yeah, so it's so, a to be completely honest. So I know we're gonna, we're, cause I know we're gonna get deep at some point. So I might as well just go for anyway. <laughs> drive around, fuck it. I just know how you're gonna be. Um, yeah, I mean, I recently, like in the past, like I guess month or so, like because this lockdown stuff isn't hasn't really like you know phased me from a practical perspective because um most of the stuff i do anyway is just like you know it can be done remotely anyway so you know this wasn't really that hard Mm -hmm. but i felt like there was a point about i don't know last week or two weeks ago where i was just like uh i'm i'm too comfortable um and i've kind of just like gotten lackadaisical like it's consistent like consistency mm-hmm. is fine in terms of that, um, in terms of the stuff I'm doing, but it was it was comfortable at the same time, and obviously that's not um, the best thing in terms of if you want if you want to progress um, in most things. So, yeah, I mean at that front, I was just I guess I just lost a little pride in my work and uh, just like lost a 
I just lost steam, I guess. And uh, but no, I think I'm now that I've acknowledged it. You know what I mean? Now that you realise that because that mm-hmm. shit literally makes me feel ill. Um, like when I realised that initial that initial realization that I'm just like being too casual with things. Yeah. Um, I was just uh, yeah after after I got past that initial sickness, I was just like, All right, let's you know just like click back in kind of thing so yeah man apart from that it's not too bad um the only reason i do these interviews now is because i can't be asked to talk about <laughs> about about everything that's going on every week and mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it can it kind of gets repetitive as we all know and um i don't feel like i don't feel like barking at the wind um for for, mo- for most of, most of this time so i just thought instead just you know do this instead and uh you know, it's it's been it's been interesting. You know, trying to uh, just sort out interviews, I guess, in general, and just trying to like hear people um, such as yourself, and uh, um, and you know, just just chop it up or get to know their particular stories or whatever. But um, well, we can go into that actually and just do it prim and proper. Why not? Um, I usually start every interview with a uh, uh, where were you born? How? Uh, what were you like growing up? And what was your environment like growing up? So. Uh, if you want to go for that, you can go for that if you like. <clears throat> um, well, I was born in Trenton, New Jersey, born and raised in New Jersey, um, born in Trenton, which is the the capital of New Jersey, right in like central, central New Jersey. Um, and uh, uh, the environment I grew, what was the second one? It's where I, where I was born. What were you like growing up? What was I, was I like growing up? Uh was I like um I don't know I have an identical twin brother I don't know if you ever knew that um if I ever told you yeah you remember I remember that yeah I have an identical twin brother and um we grew up playing basketball um and and you know that's kind of how I was I was definitely like an adventurous kind of thinking kid um I my my father's a, a Baptist minister so I grew up in the in the church um and and you know my mother's a, a praying mother as well and um so I, I grew up in a religious background i guess you could you know pretty much say um, my dad's been preaching all my life but he's also been doing other things he was the first african-american secretary of state in the state of new jersey um so he's done things in government and and um business and and other things too so um you know he was kind of an example of of success, you know, coming up. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was definitely like a a huge part of just coming up. If you know, talk to anyone who knew me as a kid coming up, I mean, basketball was kind of like at the center of, of everything. Um, you know, I love watching it. I love playing it. And, um, yeah, so my, my environment was, was definitely very supportive, just being, um, just, I mean, that was how my parents were. They didn't have to be that way, but on top of the, you know, the God stuff and the church stuff, um, you know, it was just like definitely a sense of like support and love and, you know, definitely just the kind of environment you're, you have to be grateful for because you, you know, everyone doesn't have that, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely just, just a family oriented, um, you know, strong knit internal, um, faith driven environment was the kind of, uh, what was kind of what I grew up, grew up around. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you, I guess, um, 
because like, obviously, um, I don't know if you said a soft wax or on wax, just a just a bleach bleach together. But like, um, obviously, you said you recently turned thirty and stuff like that, and you're you know realizing new things, and you know if it comes with that uh, turning that particular age. Um, did you like? When was the time when you like noticed that uh, you know there was a, um, I guess uh, as it pertains to you know your father and uh, what he achieved and also what your overall family achieved achieved I guess um, was there a but was the it was the I guess uh, noticing of um, what's the word um, like how you know uh, excellent. They, you like you can be I guess in that sense and like a role model ish kind of stuff um, did you like notice that like pretty much immediately like as you grew up or was it more a later age like when you look like looking back kind of thing and realizing that like you know the you know, the people around me are doing some like really good stuff because um, you know I know a lot of people that um, just have you know whatever's there and sometimes it's just like it's it's not really much to I guess uh, what's the words to um uh to I don't want to say be proud of but like to just like uh mm-hmm. take inspiration from to say that you know what I mean it's just like mm-hmm. my 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 childhood was my childhood nothing much more to say <laughs> so <laughs> but on your front it seems it seems like it was just like you know very there was a lot of um you know um uh sure grounds and like genuine foundations on that front yeah i mean my dad uh my dad was a product of the civil rights movement he he was connected to um you know i mean he worked for jesse jackson um and and ran his um operation you know out of out of chicago um Mm -hmm. and and some in new jersey he was coming back and forth between new jersey and chicago but um you know he worked under jesse jackson for for many years so his his uh, background was really, you know, in the civil rights stuff, and that translated into, um, you know, what 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 he took on as far as becoming a pastor and and you know his ministry, um, and uh, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, coming up, I would ask my dad a ton of questions for sure. Just the more I realized about like who he was and the kind of stuff that he was actually connected to, the kind of things he could actually really tell me about and describe to me um, from from art, from history and from black history. Um, and I mean, he named his sons Martin and Malcolm. So it was from, you know, from, from the gate, it's like, okay, I'm connected yeah. to something that, yeah. you know, that's bigger than myself. So let me, let me try and figure out, you know, find out more about that. And um, you know, that in turn kind of gives me strength and gives me confidence, you know, and, uh, and I didn't know it, you know, to answer, to hopefully answer your question. Um, you know, I didn't really realize it over time, like growing up and stuff. I didn't really, I mean, I knew there was something there, but I didn't, um, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't really take it that seriously, um, or really understand it or really appreciate it. But the older I got, you know, the more I was able to, really appreciate it and um and embrace it so as you know as far as like my father's influence and success you know i mean he like you know i i as a kid i mean i met oprah maya angelou um um ll cool j all types of people you know like and just because of the kind of things he was doing and i didn't really i'm like you know dad like why are like you're a pastor i mean 
how are you making moves like this, you know? And, and um, you know, not to not to big up my dad or anything. It's just a matter of fact. I mean, you can go on the internet and type in his name. You won't find any scandals or 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 hustling or nothing, you know, nothing like that. I mean, he's not to say he's perfect, but yeah. just in terms of the way he's gone about his career and his business, you know, he he he's um it's not even about being scandal free. He just he just if you know, you know, if you worked with him or know of him or his his reputation is that of of stature and of you know what i mean integrity he takes integrity mm-hmm. very seriously so mm-hmm. um again to be connected to that and to really understand that over time you know it's it's bigger than just being a, a pk a preacher's kid like you have that but you know when you when you come to learn kind of who my dad is and was um you know you realize it's it's you know it's there's there's definitely more there um but but you you have to take you to take time to really realize it and and appreciate it, you know, and and learn from it, and you know, just just take from it, whatever you can. I mean, he has he has a lot of knowledge, and and most people's parents, all all everyone, anyone who's older than you has more knowledge than you. They may not be smarter than you, in certain areas and overall whatever, but knowledge they've seen more than you. They've been here longer than you, so there's always something that you can take from your elders, um, no matter what status or level they're on there's always something you can take away mm. um but yeah the if they are of that kind of stature they they've shown evidence of success obviously those are the people you want to take from as much as possible yeah for sure that's a good word on that um so as you were i guess uh, growing up you obviously said uh, basically ball is life not to do the cliche <laughs> but ball is life um and we we will definitely be talking about some basketball uh, near, nearer to the end for sure but um just for now and sticking uh, i guess with your personal journey um uh what i guess um i don't know if i want to get existential or not just yeah i'm just trying to think out loud but uh why well, not fuck it um <laughs> what is it i guess uh, oh about basketball for you like <laughs> what what, what oh was why was it why was it that like because obviously like in the intro, I guarantee you I'll be talking about that and what you guys do at Basel Society and stuff like that. But and we'll get to that when we get to that, so you can explain it for yourself. But like, what was it initially, I guess, that um, just drew you to basketball and to sport in general? Um, yeah, why, why, why basketball, I guess? Yeah, basketball. I mean, um, the game has brought me, brought me close to that feeling that I kind of described before, you know, like... Um, you know, it's, 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 it's exposed me to, um, you know, abilities that some might consider to be unnatural, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, that's, that's a little reference there for you. I'm, I know you got that, but I hope, you know, that's for people who, who pay attention to their Star Wars. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's really been that for me though. I mean, it's exposed me to, um, you know, a, a, a higher version of myself. Um, it's, ta- it's, it's connected me to a state and a flow of peace and understanding like anything that anything in this world that you feel like you truly understand is rare. It's hard to under truly understand like women, for instance, I, I wouldn't dare to ever assume that I understand women ever. I don't even, I, you know, I stopped trying, um, 
you know, some time ago. I, there's no reason for me to continue to try to understand women. Um, I love women and I can, you know, they're, they're great and whatever, but I don't need to understand for whatever reason, um, I got to a point where, and, and I wanted to understand more about basketball. The, you know, I played through high school and went on to play in college and, um, you know, was fortunate to play a very short stint, you know, overseas, got a taste of it, but never got a chance to, never pursued the chance to play truly professionally or anything like that and have a career. Um, mm -hmm. I, I more so dabbled into the stuff I'm doing now. Um, but, but, you know, uh, I, I wanted to understand the game as much as possible. And people like Michael and Kobe, um, these were people that, you know, I, I just studied. I just watched them so much. And I felt like, you know, I was I was not that I could I could be as as good as them. But but in a way, yeah, like I felt like I was built in a way where I'm like, OK, like I, I know how to I know how to move that way. I know how to you know, do that. And like most kids, you know, you go out and you practice the moves and do that stuff. Um, but no, in a, in a, in a larger sense and an ex existential sense, as you put it, like the games connected me to, to opportunities, to people. Most of my closest friends are through basketball. And that's not to say with, if there was no basketball, I wouldn't have any friends. Like I'd find friends another way, but for whatever <laughs> reason, basketball has been that, that gateway for me. And so I, I try to, um, you know, honor it and give back the energy that it's given me and, and see what happens. So that's kind of what I, I feel like I'm doing now. Just a segue from that, um, just to well, go off the tangent just a little bit, like uh, what other stuff, I guess, um, do you consider yourself um, uh, into? Because um, obviously basketball is a very large part of your life, it's a very, you know, big chunk of the pie. Um, but what other stuff, I guess, do you um, uh, take interest in? Um, be it can be as you grew up or now recently um yeah what what, what other stuff i guess uh are you, are you more into and do you sometimes i don't know if i don't know if you're one of those people um but i'd like to just like set it up just to see if you are um are you one of those people that like see uh basketball or just like your expertise of anything like through other stuff and like mm -hmm. apply your mind to that kind of thing because mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I do that. <laughs> I yeah. can do that a lot with other, with some things. You could just get highly analytical for no reason. So <laughs> that's just a that's just a. You can answer that if you want, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, no. When I when I started, um, I started a blog in two thousand twelve or thirteen, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um. Well, I started a few blogs, and one of them was a basketball blog that eventually turned into Basketball Society. Um, but it was called something else at that point. I don't even remember the name. But um, I had started a basketball blog, a music blog, and also a TV and movie blog. You might even remember some of some little bit of the stuff I was doing when I was a fake uh, TV writer and and, and uh, movie review uh, writer. But um, um. <laughs> I, yeah, I start because and that answers your question to say that I, I love movies um, and going back to the first thing, you know, growing up, that's another thing people would say is that they know I, lo I love movies. Um, 
and uh, I loved video games. Um, I loved like you know, I, I, I superheroes. Like I'm huge, and I, I love my superheroes. You know, Batman, the, the the goat. You know, we can we can talk about that till we get into that. <laughs> Another that might take more time, but I'm just let me just get that out. Just make sure we understand. <laughs> make sure we understand the the. the how it is you know but um <laughs> but guys. uh yeah i i love my i love my heroes i love my movies um and and um yeah so i started i started you know blogs and that you know i was doing writing music stuff tv stuff movie stuff because because that I, lo- I i love that stuff i love narratives i love movie um i love uh movie soundtracks like i'm a film score fanatic han zimmer is like like my guru, like I love, I, I, you know, I listen to soundtracks all the time and stuff, but, um, <clears throat> I think it's been interesting to see how, uh, and eventually like it funneled into just doing basketball, like those blogs, it was, it was just like, okay, let me focus on like all of my energy into, you know, what I feel like I'm truly an expert at. And that was obviously basketball, but it's been cool to see how I've been able to now, um, as I've really come more into my powers i'm able to apply my 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 love for music and movies and narratives and film and apply it to what i'm doing with basketball if you watch any of my videos that i make um i make different kind of highlight mixes and and um even like tribute videos like i did one recently for carmelo anthony um and and kind of just his story of coming back this past season, which now we don't really get a chance to really appreciate and remember because of how the season suddenly ended. But that was like a major story this season. The fact that Melo came back after all of these people who, if you watch the video, you'll hear uh, people from Brian Windhorst to all types of people, you know, paid professionals on sportscasters saying that Melo yep. was done. He's not coming back to the NBA. And mm-hmm. not only did he come back, but he came back and thrived. He came back and was and was mellow. Um, mm. So that was dope. So I did a video tribute to that, and I, I, you know, used some dramatic music. Like I, I, I was able to package it the way that I would like that that feeling. I wanted people to feel something from that. So I'm able to use mm-hmm. my love for music and for narrative and for film, apply it to my expertise and my foundation of basketball. And the skill set that I had to teach myself, I'm a self-taught videographer and editor, video editor. So it's not like I could just magically put it together. I mean, I had to, I had to learn, my, learn, teach myself Final Cut and learn how to put things together the way that I, you know, see it in my head. And then mm-hmm. once you put all that together in a nice little cocktail, you can produce, you know, some cool stuff. At least, you know, I, I think it's cool, which is most important. So, um yeah, it's been cool to be able to put put all of that stuff together and, you know, put it towards something purposeful that's also that's consistent with, you know, what what I'm doing right now. Yeah, for sure. Um you're a better man than me for like learning video editing cuz I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I despise I despise it with a passion. I respect the game, but I just can't I just, I just can't personally it's just it's it triggers me to hell like it's it's funny like i can audio edit i can edit writing but video editing i don't know why i just find it tedious as shit but <laughs> i don't know that's just that's just how life goes i guess um you mentioned obviously you had uh, three blogs at one time um did you what, what was the reason for like just i guess uh throwing all three in and just jumping into all three in that sense was it like a matter of just like trying to find your path or yeah um 
Yeah. Well, yeah. What's the yeah. deal? Well, it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just. I was. I. I just wanted to jump in. I just. I just mm. wanted to jump and start. Uh, and and I wanted to start with the things that I felt like I could, that I had a, an opinion on. Really, basically, yeah. just anything I felt like I could write something and react to. Um, I, I. That's where I started. Yeah. And and you know with with. I mean, I was fairly consistent. I mean, I I did. Um, I had to learn. I was still learning like what, you know, I was just learning as I went. So um, I had opportunities come up. I got, I, I was writing for, I mean, I got paid to write for other um, TV and movie blogs and sites and stuff, music as well. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of, I literally made myself into, you know, I created opportunities for myself that way um but yeah i just wanted to start i just i was just like yo i can talk tv and movies all day i could talk music all day i could talk basketball all day and i made up my mind like yo i don't want to just talk to my friends about let me just like what's the thing to do oh blogs like blogger okay let me just create a blog and try to make it look okay and just start writing just start from there and yeah see what happens do you still write that's all yeah, I, I write for um, you know our site for Basketball Society. I do um, I, I do as much writing kind of as I can, um, uh, you know, and not not all the time. I'm mo- you know I do more video and uh, editing stuff than I do actual writing, but um, for sure I definitely yeah um, most you know I'm I'm able to dabble some as co- some college. Some high school, um, I really took on more high school coverage over the last, um, you know, year or so. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it's 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 really diverse as far as my personal pieces, the site as a whole. But for me, definitely, um, you know, you'll, you'll see a lot of different stuff. Women's basketball, um, um, you know, lifestyle pieces, like, you know, a lot of different kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, it's great. Let's just uh, jump into both impossible saying why not. Um, so, when did that initially start? What, what was the what was the what was the year? And what was the what was the situation? I guess at that point in your um, career, so to speak, uh, where were you, where were you at? Like, I guess uh, from a writing perspective and just uh, in general, where where were you at to think of this and just go? I'm going to do this. Uh, 2013 was when the name Basketball Society came up. I was working with um, one of my one of my good friends to this day, uh, Cyril Armel. Um, he's been living in China <clears throat> for the last couple of years. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He um, he was <clears throat> doing some stuff with me, um, basketball wise. We we started um, training together. Um. Uh, I was kind of more on the website and writing side um, of things, trying to get us going from like a media perspective. Um, and, and he was with it, too. Um, but but then he had introduced he had told me like, yo, there are cats out here making bread off of, you know, coaching these kids like we might as well get to it because he's, uh, you know, he's a basketball savant like me, another expert. Um, you know, he he had experience um in in doing training and and some coaching and stuff um you know i had i hadn't really done much i'd volunteered on a couple <clears throat> rec teams um mm. to help out like in the area a couple of times but nothing like nothing for money or anything and he had a little experience so um he felt like we should get started so he really motivated me i've, I've got a you know i'm again blessed and fortunate i've got a court outside of my house that you know, my, my, my parents had built me in high school. So, um, 
I'm like, yo, let's start right here. Let's just start right outside over the summer. Um, and, uh, you know, we just started, we, we started to get the word out and, um, yeah, he, but he came up with the name, uh, Cyril came up with the name basketball society, um, officially. And, and once he said it, I knew that was it. Like once he, once he said it, I, I knew, like, I was like, yo, bro, that like, trust me, that's it. Like <laughs> we won't have to change. Like, that's really what it is. And it's cool too, bro, because, uh, I, you know, I didn't even make the connection as to like what, what I like, I mean, I'm doing things now that I didn't set out. I didn't say like, you know, we're going to be a, you know, big time powerhouse, like not even say that's what we are now, but just, you know, I, I, I didn't project to be like, you know, I want us to have 60,000 followers on Instagram. Like I want to make the best mm-hmm. videos. Like it wasn't even, about, I wasn't even thinking about making videos at that time. Like when it started, it was just like, yo, this is it. Like, this is the platform. Um, and that was my main thing was I wanted, you know, I was trying to create a platform for myself, you know, and for others. Um, and, and, you know, build it into something that is meaningful and, you know, valuable, profitable, obviously, too. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so that, that's how Basketball Society kind of, you know, was born, like, you know, mm-hmm. from there. And then over time, adding people, letting people go, bringing some people back, you know, just shuffling and mixing. And, you know, over time, you just, you kind of pick up people along the way who are, who, who have the same spirit as you and, just really in the last couple of years, like really in 2017 was when we really like that, that we rolled out our new website, which is kind of like basically how it looks. Well, actually, no, in 2017, we rolled out a new site, um, like a new like a, like website looking. That's really when we went from like more of a blog feel to like, OK, we're like more of a website now. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, really since then, in the last three years, we've become more of like who who people see us as now you know Mm -hmm. we definitely weren't always the way we are now really in the last three years and even more detailed in the last like two maybe two years maybe year and a half we've actually become who you know like like now we're kind of hitting a new a new like kind of learning curve where like now we can hit even another level and we're preparing for that um but you know we we we, we've just recently really started to and it's just about coming into your powers like and a big part of it has been me you know kind of at the head of the snake just mm-hmm. being more willing and more um capable and more skilled um and, and just collaborating with more people and like i said the more energy i've been putting out i've been getting i've been getting a lot of it back you know in, in good places so it's been mm-hmm. helpful yeah for sure um uh it's, it, it makes so much more sense now the uh the so i was like watching these videos i'm like how does he keep getting caught time like that like <laughs> just, uh, it explains so much that 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 that, that, that really, really opened my eyes i was like ah okay eureka um that's fair that's that's fair that's cool that's cool that's cool um i just have a dirty pond at the back so uh, you know blessings on that front So what is it, I guess, about um, uh, coaching and like uh, training people in that sense? Because because uh, uh, obviously there's a lot of um, there's always 
you know, a plethora of, um, um, you know, coaches, uh, you know, people just, you know, doing mm-hmm. the similar thing you're doing across, uh, I'm assuming across the country. But um, what was it about that to you that you felt was something that was uh, worth pursuing um, as a, um, I guess, as part of your journey? Uh, well, for one, you know, um, I like I felt like that was something that I could legitimately and, and it's not about the money. It's not about that. Oh, but no, no, I did cool. feel like this was something that, you know, was one, something that I was going to enjoy and that I can really do like this is part of my essence. Like this is going to be second nature for me. I don't need to I don't have to like I'm not going to be nervous. I don't have to think up like this is something that and and. You know, when I first started training, really, I mean, I'm a 10 times better trainer now than I was when I started. I had to, you know, I had plenty of workouts and stuff in my head. I knew how to put a kid through a workout. But mm. um, I've as I've become more into the um, into the art of it and, and into the craft, like, you know, I've become better. Um, so, I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it was... It, it, but, it, yeah, it was something that I felt like I was, you know... I could really offer um, that was meaningful and that, you know, eventually, you know, could, could, has value, you know, not just from a money perspective. I just felt like this was something that was going to add value for me as a, as a human being. Um, I felt like I could add value to, you know, these kids um, and not just their games, but to them as human beings. Um, But first and foremost, their games, because that's what, parents care about ultimately um Mm -hmm. and you you know no one can promise every kid's parent that you know you know i'll I'll send your kid to the nba and stuff you know it's not about that like you 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 know i don't care who you are you you can't come to some and tell a parent like yeah you know i'll get him ready he no it that that comes (laughs) down to a lot of other factors than just whoever your trainer is um but but you know there are things that you can learn you know again it starts with developing like you can develop your game um you know with the right trainer with the right you know um but but it's also just about developing as a, as a human being and i felt like you know i felt like i could add that value um just on top of my just natural love for the game i felt like i you know i had i had acquired enough over time that I had more than enough to give back, and I felt like I was I was um, eligible to to be a teacher, you know, because um, I've 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 been through it. I've seen um, almost every situation there is, um, you know, as far as on the basketball floor and and you know in game situations. I you know I've been the best player on my team. I've been the thousand point scorer. I mean, I've been I've been a, I've had a successful career, um, you know more than a lot of kids, you know, would, would, uh, you know, would be fortunate to have. So I know mm-hmm. I, I knew I, I knew I had something to offer. That's what it came down to. I knew I had something to offer and it, it took someone to really push me to do it, to be like, yo, we should be doing this. I'm like, really? It's like, yeah, like look what, and you know, again, it's not about all about the money, but he's just showing, he's like, look at what these people are charging. And he's showing me who it is. And I'm like, that's, that's who people are paying right now to teach their kids how to, how to how to hoop how mm. to that him like them i'm like all right <laughs> yeah enough is enough enough is enough because i know i got the goods mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's that's, uh, that's completely fair um i mean so you guys have 
uh, obviously the site, um, obviously video edit, you have podcasts as well. Um, I know you obviously uh, regularly uh, get people out to you know to games and do some photography as well. Um, yeah. Uh, don't uh, don't hesitate to tell me other stuff, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, but. Most obviously, most notably at the moment, um, this episode will probably drop after the series is over. But um, you're doing your Soul Talk series in a moment, and yeah. um, I found that I found that uh, kind of uh, fascinating um, on the face because I was just like, because uh, I feel like you've probably had this conversation several times over the past few weeks. But you know how uh, you know mental health is uh, so prevalent at the moment. In the, especially in the past, I guess, uh, five or so years, where it's just become yeah. like a real, genuine conversation that people um, can have and uh, feel comfortable yeah. to have, and you know, actively try and find spaces in that front. Um, well, just first of all, why did why did you feel like uh, this was a initiative worth um, pursuing, and uh, you know, getting all these people to obviously talk about mental health and all, and all that stuff. Um, in February during, uh, all-star weekend, I was in Chicago and, Mm -hmm. um, we brought our, um, me and my village, we do, we, one of our camps that we do is called our spread love camp. And we brought spread love to Chicago that weekend, um, with some, with some friends and partners in the city. Um, and, uh, we, we, uh, we had a, we had a great group. We had a great day, um, with some great kids. And I reached out to, um, I went online and found the Meditation Center of Chicago. Um, I was just looking for people who do meditation because in our Spread Love Camp, we always incorporate a section for yoga and meditation. Um, So I was just looking for people in Chicago that can do meditation. I found the Meditation Center, sent them an email. They hit me back. They brought a whole monk to our session, um, did a great (laughs) meditation session with our kids. Um, and they were kind of fascinated because, you know, me and my guys, me and my village, we, you know, we were, we meditate, I mean, we meditate together where, you know, we're not monks or anything, but, you know, we, we've spent time together meditating. We, you know, people who know us know that we meditate. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, they, when they came to the, to the clinic in Chicago, uh, they were kind of, you know, just impressed and surprised by, you know, us basketball people, being so willing to take 30 minutes out of our out of our clinic to be like, hey, kids, you know, we're about to, you know, settle down, lock in, you know, we're about to sit down all together, um, you know, and really lock into this moment and this space, you know, these people are about to walk you through uh, a session. So long story short, a relationship was formed kind of out of that. And so fast forward two months later, or really, you know, month and a half later, when the quarantine hit and everything and, you know, everyone's thinking about what, you know, content wise, what are you doing? Lifestyle wise, what are you doing spiritually? What, you know, what is everyone doing to, to hold up, to stay relevant, all of that. And so, mm-hmm. um, what we, act, what, what the first thing I did was, you know, we set up our virtual stuff, everyone's setting up their virtual workouts and, you know, stuff like that. So we have, I set up a virtual workout, you know, thing with one of our, you know, partners built to perform who don't, you know, they do a great job. We have virtual workouts on Tuesday and I set up a virtual meditation with the Meditation Center of Chicago on Wednesdays. So I called them up and I said, hey, remember me from, you know, February doing the bath? They're like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, hey, I'd love to do a virtual meditation on Wednesdays, you know, 
during the quarantine, just offering it, you know, to anyone, you know, it's not just for basketball players. It's not just for me and my kids and my village and stuff like really just for anybody. And, and they were all for it. And so we, we had been doing that for a few weeks. Uh, and they called, I wanted to call it soul talk because they have a session that they do called soul talk. And I said, man, I love that. Can we just use that? And they're like, sure. Mm. Uh, you know, fast forward a little bit later. Um, I was talking to one of my guys, um, from basketball society and, uh, it kind of just, the idea kind of just formed. We were talking and just brainstorming about stuff to do and ideas and stuff. And I'm like, Yo, I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to do a whole and and I look and I see May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this was like, you know, the last week of April or something, you know. And I'm like, yo, and so that night I told my guy, I'm like, yo, we're doing it. Soul talk. Tap. We can't figure out the the t- tapping into the zone. That's the tagline. Boom. So that night I spent all night just looking up online basketball meditation, basketball mindfulness, just looking for people in the field. Um, and uh, but the timing of it was. I mean, timing is everything, like everything. The Bible says everything has a season. And mm-hmm. just going back to February to establishing that relationship with the meditation center and then fast forwarding to now to, you know, three months later in May, Mental Health Awareness Month, things that are going on. Um, it's been great to kind of just tap into what's going on right now and offer this kind of information and this kind of content to people where, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, it's interesting to people that this is a basketball platform presenting a, an interview series, talking to neuroscientists and talking about the flow state and talking about mindfulness and meditation. Right. And there are ways that, you know, I, I, we connect it to basketball. I, you know, some of these people are able to give observations about how, it can connect to basketball, you know, meditating and whatnot. But it's again, this is information that's still applicable to anybody, not just basketball players, not just athletes, anybody. So the timing, honestly, was really it was it was it was God's time. I mean, it was meant to, if this was I, I brought it. I started by describing what, how the relationship started with the meditation center in February, because when you talk about the timing, that's how it's happened. I, I couldn't describe how it happened without you know, really backtracking that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you, uh, were you like into uh, meditation, mindfulness? Uh, were you into that before all this? Or was was it just like something that you, I uh, guess, yeah. was like a natural progression? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I never really took it like seriously, kind of like I am now. Not to, not to, like, not that I'm taking it super seriously, but I, I've, I had never kind of actively set times to to meditate and stuff like I I've just meditated just in passing before I had been part of little sessions here and there but honestly Mm -hmm. uh when I found out um and I'll give you I'll give you the um well it won't be the inside scoop I guess it'll be out by the time this is out but um I, I I am talking to George Mumford who was the mindfulness and meditation coach for the Chicago Bulls during the 90s with Michael Jordan. And Phil Jackson brought him in to work with the team and work with Michael and then brought him in when he was with the Lakers to work with Kobe. Um, And coming up as a kid and coming up when I, you know, even when I looked back and, and, you know, studied Michael and studied Kobe, once I learned that they embraced or was open to mindfulness and meditation, that was, once I learned that, I'm like, oh, okay, like, I would even just tell people like, yeah, I meditate. Like, yeah, I'm into that. Like I'm off the, you know, cause Michael and Kobe do it. Like, and, um, like I said, it wasn't until I, 
you know, started to take it a little more seriously and really looked like I heard Phil talk about Zen Buddhism and Zen and all that stuff. Like I have, yep. I have yep. people I went to school with who will tell you like, yeah, I used to walk around the halls just yelling out Zen, like Zen, like I'm like, I'm Zen, you know, like I, I didn't even know what it meant, you know, but yeah, yeah. the more I looked into it, the you know, the more I, and again, I started to realize like, yo, even after basketball games, I've talked to this, you know, I've, I've talked about this with people you know, lately, it's like, I realized after basketball games, just like a lot of things, like even for you and certain things, like when you reflect, anytime you're reflecting on something, you're really meditating. And I realized like after games, you know, I could really, I remembered every possession, you know, I could remember every, and mo most athletes are like that. Like I said, anyone in their craft, like after you kind of get done, all you're kind of like playing everything back. That's mm -hmm. a form of meditation, you know, to mm -hmm. me. And, you know, the more I learned about different ways to meditate and just the, the aspects of it, um, you know, I was telling one of my kids recently, I'm like, man, I'm getting information in this series that is helping me like realize like, you know, I'm not crazy. Like I knew that I knew some of this stuff was real. You know, I'm learning yeah. about stuff that's like, yo, the mind really is that powerful. And, you know, the power of stillness and uh, and and, you know, letting your thoughts live and, you know, that that mindset is is real and it's 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 true to peace so um you know it's it, to have that as a resource it's like you know be the more i tapped into it the more it was like okay like this is this is part of who i am this is something that i need to really under further understand like we talk about understanding like now i want to understand this better master mm -hmm. it and be able to apply it mm. well thanks for validating uh my constant thinking um because I do a shit literally every day, so um, it's good. It's good. So actually, I can I can call it something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Come come through to the medi. I think what is what is that? Five hours? I guess that's around midnight. You're, or no, no, seven. What what time is it? Two thirty here. When it's two thirty, it's what seven thirty your time. It's cool past eight at the moment. Yeah, man. Tap into the medi, man. Come through on Wednesdays. Soul talk, man. Come through and get right. I'm telling you, my girl Rose will, will, will get you right, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Always, always on you, aren't you? Always on. I respect it. I respect it. Um, um. So, is that all that you've, uh, I guess, gone on at the moment? Is there anything else in the pipeline? Because obviously, you know, everything's going on at the moment. So I, I'm wondering if it's just like a, a month to month kind of thing now. But uh, you know, if you you have anything else that you're thinking of um, um, doing, or just like continuing doing these things, or just easing back into things, like you know, I respect oh, yeah, to trying to um... do. Yeah, I've got I got stuff in the pipeline. Um, you know, I got I I announced um our unreleased series um that I that I started last year, which is um you know five special highlight mixes that I'm dropping from this past high school season, um of of five of the top players in New Jersey, kind of um you know all around New Jersey. So, um you know once Soul Talk ends, I'll kind of be getting back to that. That'll be you know rolling out throughout the summer. I've got some other interviews and conversations that I've been having, you know, just with the quarantine and stuff, just <laughs> being on Zoom and, you know, I'm, I'm sick of Zoom now, but, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a resource, man. I mean, everyone's at home, so you're able to get in contact with people, people who, mm -hmm. who actually want to talk to you and seems like, you know, people want to talk to me. So I've been able to have some really cool conversations, um, you know, that, that will be rolling out throughout the summer. Um, a couple more little interview series. Um, and yeah, some more soul talk stuff. I mean, 
Mental Health Awareness Month in May was obviously a great way to, again, the timing of it was just was just divine. I mean, it was the right time to really capitalize on what was already happening um, and what was already manifesting. Um, but Soul Talk is going to continue. We have more people um, interested in sharing information. We have more ideas on ways to get the information out. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, this isn't just a one month thing or you know, um, this is something that's going to continue, um, you know, and, and it's it's become part of, you know, my path, our path. Um, you know, I think sometimes my people think I'm, I'm crazy, which I am crazy. I mean, I mean, by standard, you know, by 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 the average standard, I mean, I pretty much am a, a, a crazy person, which is great. I'd rather be that than than, you know, not crazy at this point. But right. sometimes I think they, you know, they're like, you know, why? how did we get involved in meditation and mindfulness? And, and, you know, and it's like, listen, man, like everything I do is for, is, is, is geared towards positivity. You know, I have a camp called spread love. Uh, you know, I've got something, you know, we, we have the village. I mean, things that we do are bigger than basketball. And so, you know, if, 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 if that makes you uncomfortable, if you don't want to be associated with that, then that's perfectly fine, you know, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I eventually, um, I eventually was 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 granted the vision of seeing this platform as the most diverse and versatile basketball platform that there is. Um, and, and to be completely honest, I don't think it's that hard to do. You just need the right people and the right skill sets and the right mentality. Um, and again, it's not about trying to say, oh, we're going to be we're going to take over overtime or we're going to be better than ESPN or no, I don't compete with those people. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I've worked hard enough to get to a point where I don't have to, comp I, I, I'm not even thinking about those people. I, you know, it's respect to them and they are who they are. And I may even look at, I may look at them to see, to maybe get some inspiration or whatever, not even that, but just to see, you know, what's going on with it. But what they're doing has nothing to do with, with, with what I'm doing. Um, and, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm fortunate for that, but I've worked my way into that position where I have things and opportunities and, um, ideas that, um, you know, are gonna, are gonna manifest and are gonna do what they're supposed to do. Um, whether it's by traffic or by, by impact or by just the way it makes people feel, um, you know, the, the value of this is going to be unquestioned because it's, you know, it's genuine and it's attached to a true, a true purpose, you know? So the idea is to use this as a way to serve society through basketball. We use basketball as a way to be of service to society. And there's many ways to do that. So that's all I'm trying to do. Salute to you on that, man. Um, I have not much more to say on that. You pretty much made it very uh, poetic on that front. Alright, so let's talk some bull. Um, where to begin? Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, the college season uh, got uh, killed, basically. Um, that's gone for until next until hopefully next year or whatever um WNBA isn't up in the air um and also the NBA is uh, well as, as we record this uh you know um the thing of going to Orlando to Disney World or whatever and just like mm -hmm. make creating a bubble there and finishing yeah. up the season uh, I think uh, sometime in July um and also uh potentially finally 
16 team uh, uh, playoff, which is uh, of all the mm. of all the times we, we we need. It turns out we needed a pandemic for for it to right. happen because because right. I, I, I don't know about you, but like I feel like obviously logistics is a is the the biggest issue on that front because obviously you don't want to play a series where it's like first round is uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 Miami versus uh, Orlando, and then mm-hmm. the next series is like <laughs> fucking uh, Chicago uh, to uh, LA Lakers. You know what I mean? That's just that's yeah. just unfair. But in this case, obviously, since everything's going to be in one place, then um, the sixteen team playoff sounds much more you know feasible. Um, yeah. So, what what do you see just overall in terms of how? Uh, how you want to see it end? Do you even want it to end? Do you want to scrap it all and just like not have an ending? Or um, what's your general thoughts onto uh, onto the whole uh, NBA at, season? I don't know. At first, I was kind of thinking like scrap it all. Like I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it's almost June now. I mean, it it just feels like the season is lost. But yeah. I mean, Should've they're the they're working hard. They're, yeah, I mean. And they're working hard to put out a lot of different scenarios and different timelines to see like what they can salvage um, of the season. And, you know, I think seeing just all the different ideas that are coming up, I, I'm, I'm more open to it. I mean, I've seen I think I saw like um, around Christmas time is when what, what would it something would start like around Christmas time, I think either like. The remainder of the season or the playoffs or something like that i don't know um but but i, I mean I, I don't know i still think like i just think it's it's so hard to scrap the season for them and to put that asterisk next to it like i i, I understand that um but it's like if we're going into next year it's like it would be next season anyway so why mm. are we why would we act it's just going to make things even weirder like why act like this is the 1920 season when it's really the 2021 season and we have to it just I just feel like it's going to make things even more confusing so uh I I hope they I mean I hope they figure out a way to just make it as simple as possible um but it's like my thing is if things are going to start opening up in the fall you know and things are going to get back somewhat to number at least where they can play games just Mm. just make it the 2021 season like mm. don't don't overlap it. I just think that's there's too much confusion there. Yeah, there is a obviously like a there's a short term in terms of trying to end this season, but there's also the long term of trying to like figure out how the hell is the next season going to come through. I think the right. December thing that you were talking about uh, is possibly um, starting the next season around Christmas time, and you know uh, there were some people again that wanted that theory put forward, and obviously this makes it a possibility just how just constrained everything is right now and how tight the windows are. Um, so yeah, I mean, I personally like you know it sounds logical to have the next season start around Christmas time and then continue the months as you go and end in the summer of twenty twenty one, but obviously it's something that is leave it until we we figure this season out basically which you know i I get it's just completely understandable um so with that said um and the season potentially uh coming back um hopefully in the next month or so um how would you how do you feel about um uh you can go wherever team you want or just like how do you feel about the overall just like uh 
landscape of the season at the moment because obviously in some ways a lot of things start at zero but um, also at the same time uh you know some people some teams have like 15 games left and some some teams have like uh 18 games left so there's obviously a quandary with that so how do you see i guess uh the season panning out uh you don't have to do predictions or anything but you can if you want Uh, well uh, yeah well i mean like realistically i feel like we had four teams that were your only real contenders that were pro- that you know were realistically going to win it. Milwaukee, Milwaukee to me the only Milwaukee was the clear out of the East, and in the West you have the two LA teams, and I think Houston was would have been right there. Um, you know, just the way they were playing, I think Houston was just going to be that ultimate dark horse. Like they could have just made, they could have just got hot and and made it happen. Um, so it was sixth at some point, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. So to, to those four teams, I mean, I think it's obviously the most unfair, um, but especially Milwaukee, man. It's like it really felt like this could have been their window. Um, you know, I, like no super teams, no, you know, big Golden State with three, four Hall of Famers, you know, breathing down your neck. Like, you know, I mean, this was kind of the open year I felt like for, for anyone, um, especially a Milwaukee, you know, when it's just like it's it's hard for you know a, a milwaukee bucks you know one star team to you know to make it out you know in this era of super teams and big threes and whatnot but you know it could this could have been it for Giannis. i i wouldn't i wouldn't have picked them against you know one of the west coast teams i think they you know i, I would have picked the west coast team but i i think i mean the, again the window just couldn't have been better for a team like milwaukee um or any of those other teams frankly um so yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just think you know, for anyone else, like scrapping the season doesn't, you know, doesn't really. I mean, you're talking about like basically draft picks, and you know, uh, like I, you're really looking at the teams that really had a chance to win this year. That you know, to me, I'm thinking about them the most. It's most unfair for them, you know, everyone, especially teams that weren't even going to make the playoffs. It's like okay, you guys just you know, <laughs> you guys get a early off season like that's a treat for you now you know like um but yeah i i i think yeah it'll be interesting like you said you're, you're starting from zero now mm. like so especially like i said like those four teams especially when you come back i mean you know you're trying to make sure that you really start where you left off but you you just never know you can't you can't it, it's not going to be exactly where you left off you, you know things happen it, it's circumstantial you never know what will happen now yeah for sure like it's it's everyone loves to predict shit but it's just like you know don't know you just it's 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 impossible to know um i think i saw you like was it like a week ago saying like lebron's done or something and i was just like yeah no yeah so so no i was i was on a podcast i was i was on the seven footers (laughs) podcast um and and the the lovely jetta lemon shelly she asked if if this was LeBron's best shot at getting a title. Right. And I said, absolutely. I mean, it was to to what I just said before. I mean, the window was wide open for anybody to kind of step in. And I mean, you know, by record wise and all accounts, I mean, the Lakers were the best team. They were the best team in the league, you know, Mm -hmm. when the league, when, when things ended. So LeBron was by definition in position to, 
get his fourth ring and he was in the, he was in the you know the best position to do so um so yeah so i had people in my comments you know mad at me because they, they they you know they know my history with lebron they know you know i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm not anti-lebron or anything like that but you know i had i i've I have a history so you know i had people in my comments upset because they felt like i was saying that you know he won't have a chance to win anymore after this year all i was saying was that he was set up beautifully this year to win so i felt like he's he's got to be sick of course he's trying to salvage the season like he he had a healthy anthony davis no golden state no no super teams he had the super he had the closest thing to a super team other than the clippers this year he mm-hmm. was the big bad wolf again. This was his time. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and he's not as great as he is. He's not getting any younger. So, look, I think he can still win. But as well as he was playing this year, this was clearly a wide open window for him. So, yeah, p- people were, were upset thinking now I'm like, oh, he, you know, he. I didn't say that he won't win anymore. I said that he was this was he was going to win this one and now he can't. So I just think that's too bad. <laughs> Why can't why why can't he though? Because you know if 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 the season's going to continue like we like we think it will, then it's still it's still there, right? It's still going to be you know LeBron. Like so it doesn't. It's not like you know uh, simming an NBA two K season where like everyone's points go up and down. It's not, <laughs> it's not that immediate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, still... and and I mean LeBron. Like I mean he he is that great and gifted physically. Where I mean I know he's he's you know working he's he's keeping himself ready for when whenever they come back he's going to be sure. ready but all, my th- again he's not getting any younger and you know it's you know as 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 Le- important as lebron is it's about more than him it's about you know yeah. other it's about anthony is anthony davis going to remain healthy is i mean there's a lot of factors that tie in um so you you never know what could happen between now and then and you know the now in the now two Two months ago, LeBron James was set up to go into, you know, this season and go after his fourth ring, his first ring as a Laker. Year two, like I said in that video, year two was always every time it's been year two for him. This this was this it was lined up for him. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. In in hip hop terms, I feel like you're one of those people. It's like a. Uh... Uh, no, Jace go Bum Kendrick, stuff like that. It's just, it's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Just, so, I get it. I get it. It's just, uh, I don't know. That old head mentality, I guess. <laughs> On the other front, Obviously, everyone's been um, consuming the uh, uh, the last dance, and um, just to just to just to say to preface, I haven't seen it. Right, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I've just uh, made time to really? watch it. Yet. You haven't watched any of it? Um, no, no, not, no. I haven't like sat down and watched it. No. Um, the but I feel like from what I'm seeing, from what I've seen in the past uh, ten, well, six, five weeks. Um, I have a thing about documentaries where, like, uh, it could either be a real, like, you know, proper, proper documentary where it has, you know, genuine journalistic elements, or it can be just any old documentary where, like, somebody who, the person who's, like, in it 
is also <laughs> behind it calling the shots. You see where I'm going with this, so I'll continue. But, bro, I can't... I'm going to watch it, right? I will watch it. But I can't get over the fact that you're giving me this documentary and everyone's like, 500 hours of of, of Chicago Bulls videos that you've never seen. Da, 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 and we oh, packed man. it all to 10 episodes. Nah, right? All this all this hype, right? And then it has produced by my, executive produced by Michael Jordan or whatever, and I'm just like... You can't call it. You can't. It's not. It's people were like going, "Oh, this is best best sports documentary ever," and I'm like, mm, "Is it though?" Yeah, yeah. You've been seeing that too, right? I've yeah, been I've been, I've been seeing that too. I've, the best I've they've seeing, ever seen. I've been seeing that, and um, I disagree. Um, and again, I haven't seen it, but I, I disagree just from a just from a fundamental perspective of how I see documentaries, like shit, like OJ mm-hmm. and Made in America, right? Yeah. Imagine how that would have been if OJ was executive producing it. Yeah, no, I, I... <laughs> Do you see where I'm coming from? Like, yeah, that would have yeah. been weird. And the right. same with the, the Lance <laughs> one coming through now. Like, that is going... I I bet if I watch that now, I'd be like, this is better than Last Dance, because they're coming They're coming to Lance and saying, like, you know, I think, like, the first scene was, like, like literally the director asking them how, how many times you doped or whatever, or when was the first time you doped, and I was like, that's the, that's the kind of documentary I like to see, because it's, mm-hmm. like, has that journalistic element. Mm-hmm. But all that aside, um, how did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. Um, it wasn't the best sports documentary I've ever seen. Um, you know, I I don't know. I you know, I you're you're more of a, a you know of an expert in that field than I am. I, I I'm not gonna be able to name the ones that I've seen that I feel like are better. I don't have like a, my top five sports documentaries ever. Um, <laughs> If, if if you know if someone named some, I'd probably say, oh yeah, you know that like, but but um you know I I loved it just off the fact that I'm I loved Michael. I mean Michael was my first you know favorite player ever. Um you know uh, and and to 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 relive that stuff for me was just awesome. I mean but but I definitely you know I'm I'm clearly able to see. I mean, it, it, like you said, I mean, we, we knew it was executive produced by Michael. Um, we knew that Michael was given the rights to when they could even put it together and release it. That's the only reason they even got permission to to film the team during the 98 season was they told Michael, listen, we won't do anything until you give us the say so. And that was the only way they got permission to even film. Um, so, wow. you know, this, this was, you know, it was, a, it was about Michael, but I think, you know, in its defense, I mean, um, Michael's, Michael's perspective obviously was the most important perspective of that whole time. I mean, um, what I do enjoy about it, Charlie, um, I, I do enjoy just the fact that they added a lot of context. I, I, I see the side of it where, you know, they certainly promote it as it promoted it as if they had all this unseen behind the scenes footage from that season, from that one year. Right. Like yeah. they, they sure did promote it that way. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, and to that point, to that end, I, I do feel disappointment, but I, I did appreciate what they did as far as the context of, you know, going back and forth between, you know, time periods and showing all the context and things that played into all of the dynamics of that 98 season. 
with Rodman, you know, with Scotty, you know, all the things that, you know, a lot of people really didn't know about about the Bulls in that season and things. I mean, in that sense, I think it was still extremely informative, especially for, you know, people, like I said, I'm I'm 30. How, how, what, what are you, Charlie? You, you, are you 23? I'll just turn 24. 24, just turn 24, Mamba year. Beautiful, man, that's beautiful. So <laughs> look at that, that's beautiful. Um, but, but no, I mean, I've heard from people, you know, closer yeah. to around your age, even saying they, they, you know, the last dance has kind of just showed them, you know, things that they, they, they just never really took the time to really learn or know yeah. about, about during yeah. that time. So yeah. I think that, I think some of that stuff was cool. The music, obviously, I mean, I think just the, the vibe of it was cool, but you know, yourself as a, as a filmmaker and screenwriter and full on intellectual, you're going to look at the journalistic <laughs> side of it, which is fair, which is fair, you know, but I think for me, just, I give way to the nostalgia of it. And, you know, for someone like me, I, it was awesome. Can I hear that guys? Intellectual me. Yeah. Good plan on my business card. Damn. <laughs> All right, respect. Um, no, but it, it is interesting. Um, I guess uh, how people have uh, consumed it and saying like they've seen, uh, they're seeing, I guess, uh, the f- I don't want to say the full picture, but a mm-hmm. a picture um, yeah. that was more defined that what than what you can get in like, you know, YouTube highlights, which um, I'm yeah. assuming most right. people gather, you know, most um, right. uh, uh, pre-2010 uh, <laughs> basketball. Right. Yeah, basketball exactly. Things. Exactly. Um, you know, they, yeah. they, they don't know the situations, the, you know, they, they've exactly. seen Story like the certain see. highlights from games and stuff like the Craig Elo shot and mm-hmm. dunking on Ewing and stuff. But you net, but a lot of them don't know the context, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. timeline of it and stuff. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I think it was cool in that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll finish uh, with, uh, with just three more, but uh, I kind of wanted just to uh, get on to uh, Kobe right quick, uh, just because I know you're a uh, uh, big, uh, a card-holding member of uh, Kobe Stan. Um mm. Uh, for sure, for sure, card carrier member, passport, dual citizenship. Um, yeah. What is it? What what was it? Fortunately, about Kobe that um, and going and I'd like to go back to like you know when you initially started watching basketball and playing basketball. Um, I'd like to preface it with that as well. What was it about Kobe? I guess that really uh, drew you to towards um, him specifically as a player and I guess as a person as well. Um, I mean, he was the closest thing to Michael, so that made it easy, you know, right away. Um, mm-hmm. He was the closest thing to Michael, and I never thought I'd see another Michael, and then there he was, another Michael, and I'm like, this is great, this is easy. I know who my favorite player, my new favorite player is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it started with that, honestly, and then just seeing him evolve and become Michael 2.0, as I call him, um, I mean, that was everything, you know, and then to have that example for myself, you know, going in, you know, late into late high school and in my college years and watching him on the Olympic team and, um, you know, watching him go through different eras and different teams, different teammates, different styles of play and, um, you know, just his his consistency and his drive and his success um you know all the things that were there with michael and then skill wise i mean that it it was it was his drive and then just the skill you know just the insane skill i mean i i'd watch 
Kobe videos for hours. Like my roommates would come in, you know, late at night and I'd just be sitting there on the bed and be like, yo, bro, are you still watching Kobe? Like they, they would have left hours. They come back and yo, are you still watching Kobe? I'm like, bro, like I just got in a rabbit hole. Like I'm, you know, like it was just, it was just nuts, man. It was just that supreme skill. It was just all there. Like I felt like he could do anything, you know, with his feet, with his hands, with his shoulders, with his body. Like it was just, it was just artwork to me, bro. It was like, it's just like the same feeling if someone goes and sees a great painting at the museum or something. Mm. Like the details and like how, how they feel when they see that and they're, and they're appreciating the colors and the, and, 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 and just the, the composition and everything that makes it what it is. Like, that's what I felt when I watch. It's what I feel with basketball in general, but he brought it out. He brought that out the most. And I'm watching him. I'm like, Jesus, this is like, (laughs) INF like you know it's like you feel like you're you're playing through him it's like you're seeing like yep turn yep left shoulder yep left shoulder fade boom like you just you it, it just it, it, it you know damn near an obsession you could say um just because of just how skilled he was and um how he how he attacked situations and like I said when I learned how open-minded he was to you know meditation mindfulness and and just the fact that he was he was willing and and able to apply his mindset and his skill set on the court to all of his ventures you know off the court then seeing Mm -hmm. that it was like okay like (laughs) this is really he's really that dude man so um nah it it, uh it it you know unfortunately it sometimes takes um you know what happened for people to to, to really to really understand the magnitude of you know what someone like that meant to a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah man that's that's the case with most 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 of the time to be honest i feel like there's never um there's really a person where like you know who's given too many flowers <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean it's a, yeah it's it's it's, it's never it's never it's never enough uh i guess in that in that front so you know that's just uh how life works to be honest but yeah man that's a it's a great um picture painted for sure um so i'd like to finish uh two more things and uh first one is uh what have you been uh consuming um music wise film tv uh, uh and just uh books even uh that you can recommend uh while we're all in this uh lockdown stuff and all that garbage uh so yeah what you've been what you've been into uh recently uh i've been i i'm always listening to lo-fi music um Gang. lo-fi instrumental you know playlists that's that's my that's my jam man well, it's what i play during my workouts man my kids don't hear anything but lo-fi and jazz when we're working out we don't put on you know future and meek mill and all that you know noise and stuff we no, we find the center we tap in you know um we 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 you know we find that that rhythm and we stay there. So yeah, no, I'm I'm constantly my room is always, you know, lo fi. Um, if any you know, I love my soulful stuff, you know, I'll put on some um some Kamasi Washington and um, you know, a little bit of Kendrick here and there. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the pocket I'm definitely in musically right now. And um, you know, always looking for like good, you know, dramatic shows. I just got into um The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Okay. Do you know about that? Have you do you watch that? I have not seen it, no. No, oh man, it's uh, I just finished the first season, just started the second season. Um, it's it's, I mean, I'm a Game of Thrones 
fanatic like most people and for me it's like the kind of the closest thing to me so far to game of thrones so mm-hmm. um yeah i'm enjoying that taking that in i'm always uh i, I watch movies that i've seen I'm one of those that watches movies over again like I, movies that i've seen before i'll watch them again like i'm you're probably the same way um uh so anytime i see the dark knight rises on tv or um you know any of any marvel movie i'm probably watching that you know watching that over again um but yeah that's yeah that's pretty much it you know um taking it like a show at a usually usually invested at in like a show at a time right now it's the last kingdom um and uh yeah movie wise really any superhero movie at any time i'm i'm usually watching yeah fair play fair play i've recently gone into a uh like a just more um classic uh blue note uh records um mm. in terms of jazz like i just joined a group mm. the friend started and he was he, we're gonna go through uh from four thousand onwards and i'm just like i am not educating this shit at all but i'm gonna give it a go because <laughs> <laughs> in the past couple of years uh i've been like trying to get into jazz and uh, i've been I've, i feel like i've gotten a good footing in terms of uh you know modern jazz um mm-hmm. but classic like classic jazz i have not i have uh i have like very limited uh, pay, uh steps in that in that mm-hmm. realm but we're, we're getting there we're getting there so that's always a that's always a fascinating road to go down and uh, shout to the lo-fi gang uh for sure yeah. always the best always the best um all right so uh, let's always finish uh with the top five um i'll also also preface with uh it can be whatever you like in terms of what top five is because it's your top five um it could be broad or as specific as you like it could be related to basketball or doesn't or it could be related to whatever um so yeah with that said what's your top five wow that's crazy just the top five just just what's your top five my top <laughs> wow man that whatever is you, whatever crazy. you want whatever you want bro that is crazy that's crazy uh in no order um it's never pizza. in any order. What do people do? Pizza, it's never in any order. Pizza's top five. Um, pizza <laughs> is top five. Um, what are you thinking? What kind of so pizza? Cheese pizza. Cheese pizza just, is top five. Just straight up cheese. Just straight up margarita. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so basic. <laughs> it's, it's top five, bro. It's top five. You know what makes it top five is that it is so basic. But if you haven't had pizza in a while, if you get yourself a slice of good cheese, but margarita, pe- forget it. Like, you, there's nothing you can say. Forget about it, bro. Forget about it. Pizza. Pizza is top five, bro. I, I... Um, um, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are both top five. Okay. Just period. Just, yeah. They're both in. Yeah. They're both top five. Um. Cogs are spinning. I'm gonna say basketball is top five. Just the sport of basketball is mm-hmm. top five. And then I'm gonna say, well, might as well give it to G- Jesus Christ. Top five. There it is. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. 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 Pizza, basketball, Jesus, Mike, and Kobe. That's my top five. <laughs> Bro, by, screw, by, the screw, grace, <laughs> by his grace. <laughs> screw a top five. I'm putting that shit on your tombstone, my guy. That's like, yes, sir. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Mr. Mo- that's mine all over. But uh, all right, 
Mr. Martin Sort I can't, I keep I keep like getting tripped up on your na- on your last name too. It's like Sorries, but uh, so, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's it, I don't know. I don't know what puts me off, but something about it puts me off. Uh, uh, Martin. I hear it, I hear a lot of different versions, man. Sorries, Sores, it's all kind of Sores. Sores will do. Put some Spanish on it, Sores. Um, <laughs> I'll just stick it to Martin. Uh, Martin. Thank you very much for coming through. It's been a blessing, man. Uh, it's good catching up with you and all that. And uh, thanks for uh, telling me your story, man. It's been uh, highly appreciated. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Great to hear from you. Great to connect with you again. All of course, bro. bro. Of course, anytime. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. My interview with Mr. Martin Sois. Oh man, it's good. It's it's good to it's good to catch up with people. You know, I I really I really value those moments where you just have, where, you, where you just just help a person. You haven't helped in a while, and you're just like, what's good, man? What, what's going on? What, what's good with you, man? And uh, you know, he tried he tried to get me to go deep uh, at the start, but uh, yeah, we 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 got we got out there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I know, I know he cares. It's all good. Um, yeah, man, it's a, it's is he's an interesting guy, and uh, you know, a really driven guy. And you know, I I really uh, relate to him on that fashion, and just trying to uh, keep him moving, and to just you know, stay consistent, and keep on the um, keep keep on the road, so to speak. Um, the road being, you know, just. Uh, you know, your your path, your purpose, kind of thing, and uh, you know, and he's fulfilling it right now. He's fulfilling that, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I couldn't be happier. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy, to be real. All right, so um, to finish up, um, I guess uh, this is actually the last uh, interview for a minute. Probably for probably I don't know actually. I don't I don't know how long it'll be to the next interview, but um, I have decided, and I obviously said in the part in the you know in the couple of past couple of weeks that I uh, was thinking and mulling over what to do for the foreseeable future um I feel like I need to go back to uh regular scheduled programming um the reason why is I guess you know the original ethos of you know this ep- of this show in in essence one of the ethoses I guess and one of the goals I, I guess is to you know educate not just myself but also you guys um, I think of it as, um, a live, a live learning experience for me personally, and hopefully for you as well. Um, you know, some topics, I, I was going over some, I was looking over about past episodes and, you know, just, um, looking, just doing general admin and I was just like, there's some, there's some stuff that I literally learned that day and I put it on wax and I don't know. I I I missed that feeling. To be honest, I missed that. I missed that learning. Um, I haven't done it in a while. Um, I've I've had no. I don't think I've been mentally equipped to do so uh, recently. Just obviously because of everything going on. It's uh, I I haven't been on Instagram like consistently in the past week. Uh, well, nearly two weeks now. So it's, I don't even know anymore how long. But it's been a while. And um, you know, it's while it's good. Um, I have probably most likely missed some stuff, um, but and that, but that's mainly to do with you know other people 
excuse me, and I guess their lives. And you know, as we we all like to keep connected to the people we, um, to the people we love and the people we like, uh, in terms of just either their story or just um, what they do, um, their job or you know career, whatever. And there's a lot of people I value in that sense. And, and you know, I kind of while I miss that, I know it's not essential. And I feel like that's just something that you that you have to do sometimes, especially when it comes to social media. But that doesn't mean that I can't hop back into the news cycle. You know what I mean? Obviously, everything's coming back. And while I don't agree with everything coming back, I don't, I don't believe this, you know, lockdown thing should, uh, you know, uh, not ease. You know, I think it should continue. But like I said at the start of the episode, this is all about money. And um, that's why Sports Direct is opening. <laughs> you have no idea how fucking nuts that picture, like that, that video was. Seriously, it was just a video of a line of people outside Sports Direct. Absolute jokers. You, oh, wow. What tools you are. Anyway, joke aside, um, it is what it is. Sports is coming back and I have no reason not to talk about it again. So, um... And also, you know, films as well. I think Cineworld announced today that um, they're going to open up again in uh, next month. So, you know, there might be some films coming. You never know. Tenet might be finally coming uh, in July like uh, Christopher Nolan always wanted. Uh, finally, he can achieve it um, and keep his streak alive. But, um, you know, stuff's coming back. And I feel like, um, you know, I have a duty in some sense for myself um, to do this podcast in the way I've been, the way I initially have been doing it, and uh, you know, hopefully you guys will continue to join in the journey, and uh, you know, I'll 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 I'll, I'll continue doing some interviews. I I might actually do you know drop two episodes in a week, one interview, one normal episode, um, uh, you know, schedule pertaining, because um, I've been super busy in the past few weeks. Uh, but you know, if I ever find that find time to just like get some edits out. Um, just find some time to edit and, uh, you know, just get two episodes out in a week. I may just do that. And there's also just people I want to talk to still, you know, the, the, I still have a mini list of just people I want to talk to and people I have in mind. Um, so yeah, that's going to be how it's going to go. Um, so regular scheduled programming next week. I'm excited. I, I really am. I'm excited. It's been a minute since I've done a plan and agenda and like looking up news stories. Oh, just talking about it gets me excited. And I hope you guys are as well. Um, so with that said, from the Fifth End Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Taylor, and this has been What's Good. Music has been Baxter by Bart Berrigan and Soundscapes by Le Indices. You can find both of those tunes and both of their works uh, in the Bandcamp links in the full show notes. Go click it. Uh, thanks to your breakers for the ability to use these songs. You can also find their entire discography uh, on their Bandcamp links in the full show notes. And everything else in the full show notes. But with that said... Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. Regular schedule programming. Back next week. I'm excited. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.